Hello, I'm Julie Swenson, Managing Director of Forward Theatre Company in Madison, Wisconsin. And I'm Mike Fisher, Milwaukee-based theatre writer and dramaturg. I'm Jen Poff gray Founder and Artistic Director of Forward Theatre Company. And this is Theatre Forward, a twice-monthly conversation about theatre from a local, regional, and national perspective. From Madison to Manhattan, we're excited to share insight into our own company while exploring issues surrounding theater in the Midwest and around the country. Welcome to episode 11 of Theater Forward. Well, hello. Hello. So this week's conversation is about musicals. Mike is recently back from a New York City excursion, and I know you're just buzzing about several of the productions that you saw, so let's hear about it. Well, I'm right with uh, American Theater Magazine, which said last month we are in a golden age, a new golden age of American musicals. I I am so excited by some of what's out there um, and, and very different. I mean, you had wonderful revivals um, in Kiss Me Kate, um, very traditional, big, splashy Broadway revival. And in Oklahoma, which is exactly the opposite, Daniel Fish stripping it down to something absolutely spare and sort of without changing a single word uh, in the text at all, um, giving you a, a much darker vision um, of, of what is in that show. And Frank Rich said it beautifully in a preview piece. He said it was there all along. We just mm. weren't seeing it, which is a, you know a plug for thinking through redoing the classics rather, rather than jettisoning them. And then at the opposite end of the spectrum in terms of scope and scale is Dave Malloy's newest musical, uh, Octet, which just debuted at the Signature Theater. Plug, by the way, which all of their tickets are $35. They take a significant portion of their endowment and plow it into making sure that people can go and afford theater, which I absolutely love. Um, But what he's done with Octet, as the name suggests, eight performers, no pit. The only instrument uh, in the entire show is a pitch pipe. And what it is, is a support group on a set that looks like a church basement uh, of the sort where uh, you you might have uh, an AA meeting. Um, But here, the the folks who are gathered and what they need support for is technology addictions. And you get very funny, but also beautiful and poignant songs about addictions to games like Candy Crush or addictions to porn uh, or this awesome song where a wife sings about how she and her husband fall asleep to the glow of their machines and what it's done to their lives. Uh, and it is a creed the core for us living with each other and paying attention to each other. Uh, and it's also suggestive of a real trend I think we're seeing in musicals. Think of the winners in the last few years, Fun Home, The Band's Visit, uh, even Evan Hansen, um, of shows that uh, no matter how big they are in terms of where they're produced or staged, feel smaller, have sort of uh, uh, intimate uh, uh, scope and scale that means that maybe they are better suited to or will work well in smaller spaces, uh, spaces like Forward. And finally, I would be remiss if I didn't mention, since um, since Forward board member Orrin Schroeder is one of the producers, the awesome Hades Town, mm-hmm. another show which I think uh, would play in a smaller space really well and somehow manages to combine the Persephone um, uh, and Hades myth uh, with the Eurydice and Orpheus myth into this amazing, uh, uh, I don't even know where to start. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a creed de corps also for human scaled, uh, love and interaction with, with, with others. And that's what you're seeing in, in so many of these musicals. So for those of you that are still thinking of musicals as something of a 42nd street kind of scale, no, we are in this awesome new moment with really cool things happening. Sounds like you had an amazing trip. (laughs) (laughs) 
And do you think that the uh, playwrights of these musicals uh, and the, you know, the people writing the book, writing the music, um, there are so few or less, less performance spaces that have a space for a full orchestra. Are they thinking that way, that this is this is a way to get these these musicals into regional theater, into you know, the playhouse at the overture. That that may be part of it, but I would also guess that a, that a large part of it is, is there's a craving for the intimacy mm-hmm. that theater can provide. And so the degree to which there's a calculation of I'll get more productions in making these more intimately scaled musicals versus I want to do something intimately scaled. Uh, you know, I don't know. I suspect right. there's everybody's somewhere on that spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I'm I'm with you, Mike. I uh, grew up a lover of musicals. Um, most of my work when I was working in New York was on musicals. I I love them dearly. I'm so glad Forward finally did our first. And it is exciting to see um, such wonderful uh, and groundbreaking work happening right now. And Fun Home, which we did, is is a really great example. I mean, when I saw that at Circle in the Square in New York, or again in one of the downtown big theaters, I don't remember which one in Chicago, it didn't it was it was awesome. I loved it. It didn't have nearly the impact on me as it did seeing it subsequent to that first at Victory Gardens, and then my favorite of the four productions. I saw was the one that we did here. And a lot of it had to do, despite the amazing logistical issues that had to be overcome in terms of dealing with a pit in our space, which wasn't built for one, is the, is the scope. Um, and, and to be you know right on top of these performers in a house where those in the audience were the furthest away from you are still people you can you can see their facial expressions right. and see people weeping um, during some of the incredibly moving moments in this show. I mean, that for me is a theatrical moment I will carry with me all my life. Well, me too. And I certainly heard from a lot of audience members um, for our production, you know, to be able to experience such a, an emotionally impactful production um, and and this, the scale of those performances when you can reach your arm out and touch Karen Olivo there as adult Allison mm-hmm. sitting, you know, at her writing desk, you know, three feet away from the nearest audience member, um, that intimacy certainly heightens the impact for them. I think if you can get, if there are, as a, as a theater professional, if there are five shows in your life where everything came together, artistically, um, audience response, under budget, over revenue, uh, all of those things. Uh, if you've got five of them, I think you're a lucky professional and fun home is one of them for me. Yeah. And then subsequently, of course, we get a whole bunch of people that ask when Forward's next musical will be. <laughs> I'm one of them. <laughs> well, but, but there's a there's a lot of consideration. You know, and the, yeah. answer, the answer that I always give is we will definitely do another musical. And I honestly don't know when the next one will be because mm-hmm. we haven't found it yet. I think it's um, it's for several reasons. One of them is that we here in Madison, we're in a very um, robust ecosystem of theaters. There's a lot of companies that do classic musicals, um, Four Seasons Theater, Cap City Theater, a bunch of, of the other community theaters around here. We have a um, a very um, vigorous uh, touring series that comes through Overture Center for whatever the, the big national tours are. Um, we've got uh, some smaller companies like Music Theater of Madison doing um, some of the smaller, quirkier shows very well. Um, so there's there's a lot going on here. And, and my goal is to do a musical at Forward when it feels like we're the ones who can really do this and, mm-hmm. and do this 
the way it wants to be done. Um, the story we want to tell. The story we want to tell. The Playhouse, our 300 and something seat thrust space is the right space to tell it right. in. The right scale and scope, as you said, Mike. So that's a big, a big part of it. The other thing I know that really drew us to Fun Home is that it felt like a play. It felt like the kinds of stories that we tell, you know, provocative, thought thought-provoking, uh, emotionally impactful, entertaining stories. Um, and Fun Home was that. It just mm -hmm. happened to be set to music. And so right. when we find another piece um, that suits us as well, uh, that's when we're going to jump on it. And it's partly... Um, as well, a practical consideration. You know, we were very fortunate. Fun Home was such a special experience because it was the state premiere of this um, really successful, award-winning show that drew a lot of buzz. We had Karen Olivo in it that drew a lot of buzz. Um, for many, many reasons, it was not just artistically successful, but it was a wonderfully financially successful production for us, which is great. It sets us up for more of the risks that we want to take in the coming seasons. Um, but Musicals cost a lot more. They cost a, they cost lot, a more. lot more yeah. to produce. I mean, more than twice as much as a straight play. And being um, a subscription-based house, we don't want to be, you know, bumping up our subscriber prices a lot in order to accommodate musicals. So we have to really know that it's it's the right one for us to take on that level of risk. But it does sound like um, there's some shows um, being produced right now that might be I'm not saying those specific ones. I'm just saying of the genre we are interested in. There's more and more. There's more and more. Well, I think one of the great things that, I mean, it's a blessing and a curse, but because so many of the Broadway houses now have become, you know, more or less permanent homes for things like Aladdin um, right. or The Lion King. I mean, uh, great Great, great in terms of getting people into a theater, but that means fewer spaces um, on Broadway for new shows uh, to arrive. And so you're seeing a lot more really exciting things happening, uh, you know, in other other places. Uh, and because there are more companies that want to do musicals, there are more people writing for musicals. So to Julie's point, I think we are seeing a lot more shows being produced uh, with smaller casts, a smaller pit, um, with a more intimate feel, uh, and a discovery that maybe smaller spaces are better for bigger shows. Fun Home is one. Next to Normal, David Cromer is killing it with the production uh, at Writers Theater uh, that is just closing, uh, 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 which is just better than the Broadway version. And part of it is you're dealing with a thrust stage uh, and, a, and a fairly small house. Uh, so, you know, there is real hope, I think. A absolutely. And and as you said, there's, there's stuff, even the stuff that is making it to Broadway, some of it is of a scale that can adjust and adapt for houses like ours, you know, maybe, maybe a Hades town. Um, I think l last year, uh, I got to see at American Repertory Theater in Cambridge, um, the pre-Broadway tryout of Jagged Little Pill, the Alanis Morissette, um, musical. And I could see something like that doing very well in a smaller house after it has what I imagine will be a very successful and robust Broadway run mm -hmm. coming this winter. Um, so there, there are also those sort of medium scale shows that might have a tour, but also could adapt um, for for the regional houses. So I, I, I guess in the interim, while while we await the inevitable moment, <laughs> we have just been promised on this podcast when Forward does its oh, next musical. Did we do that? <laughs> I did say someday. Uh, 
Someday we will. All yeah. right. Uh, well, two, two musicals um, I will highly recommend. I haven't seen either one yet, but they're about to open uh, in, in Chicago. Actually, one is open, is six, uh, at Chicago Shakespeare. Um, it had a huge, uh, successful run in London. It's definitely going to be going to Broadway. And it's the six wives of Henry VIII jamming it on stage uh, with each of them taking on um, a, a type of music that sort of captures their particular uh, style. Great review from the Chicago Tribune and also from Jesse things. Green yeah, yeah. In, from the New York Times. And the other one soon to open is the always interesting Mary Zimmerman um, at the Goodman is taking on Music Man. So uh, that's <laughs> yeah. going to Broadway next year. A, a different version of Music Man is going to Broadway next year. But if you just can't get enough of a great classic that's been probably completely redone given who's directing it, that might be a good a good pick for this that, summer. That sounds exciting. Fantastic. Wonderful. Well, yes, you heard it here. More musicals to come um, all over the place, whether or not right. they're soon back here. Um, and that does it for this episode of Theater Forward, a conversation about theater in Wisconsin, the Midwest and America. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Jen Uphoff Gray. I'm Julie Swenson. And I'm Mike Fisher. Our podcast is produced by Scott Hayden, who makes my heart sing. Uh, you can follow <laughs> us or share your thoughts on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Forward Theater, as always, with an E. And if you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you might tune in. We're grateful to have you listening and we will be back soon for another Theater Forward conversation.